Okay, imagine a company offers the following deal for every dollar invested in the company. You there, Morty? Okay, good. One will earn $1,000. Can we move this over? I feel like I'm like uh, not, sorry, I know you just set it up. You set it up, no, so I'll stay here no, for this. It's fine. Yeah, I feel like I'm like leaning, I feel like I'm leaning uh, to the left a little bit. Thank you so much. No, 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 because this is all set up. Yeah, yeah, okay. So imagine for every dollar invested in the company, one will earn $1,000. So people would, if every dollar invested, people would rush to take advantage of this great opportunity. We can all take advantage of such a worthwhile investment. There exists a mitzvah that when fulfilled, one automatically earns hundreds of mitzvahs. The Chavetz Chaim explains that, this, that Lashon Hara involves numerous positive and negative commandments to a degree that is not found with any other Avera. Conversely, one who habitually guards his tongue from speaking Lashon Hara will eventually, listen to this, guys, listen to this. This is so incredible. This is why I wanted to just start off like that. Usually we don't start off the, the, our day like this, but I have to start off like, listen to what the Chavetz Chaim says. He says, a person who guards his tongue from Lashon Hara eventually will be free of every Avera of Bain Adam Lechavero. So if you hear that, talk about working smarter, not harder. Working smarter. So the, the Avera of Bain Adam Lechavero, if a person guards his tongue from Lashon Hara, it will eventually spill over into every Avera of Bain Adam Lechavero. So it's a worthy investment. Why are we starting off like this? We're starting off like this because we start off with purity of speech every day. Because we are committed, each and every one of us is committed to every day, no matter how many challenges we have, no matter how many failures, as Yisrael just showed me, that on our sweatshirts for this year, the quote of the sweatshirts, right, for, for, that, that are ready now, what does the quote say? It says, winners are not the logo. Well, not the, 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 the line that it says, two, two years ago it said, day one, one day, right? Day one, which means everyone lives in the world of, oh, one day I'm gonna do this, and one day I'm gonna do that. No, day one. And the quote that we put on for this one, which I love also, is winners are not people who don't fail. Winners are people who don't quit. Right? That's, what, that's what it's about. It's not about not failing. People fail. People have their shortcomings. People have their negativity. People have last night. People have a week ago. People have a year ago or the past year or whatever they're doing. You've got to keep on going. And every day, you have to strengthen yourself every single day. Right? Someone, I was speaking to someone yesterday. He's talking about, oh, I'm not motivated. How do I keep my motivation? So that we all know. Motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does showering. That's why we recommend it daily. Shamat Davi. Otpam. How do you say it? You got it? You got it? That's the first time you're hearing it, right? It's worth it to come to this yeshiva to just hear that. You know why? Because people think, I'm going to say this again, love doesn't last. That's why we recommend it daily. Just like showering, love doesn't last. Positivity doesn't last. Learning the Hilchus Lashon Hara not to speak bad about every Jew or any Jew doesn't last. That's why you have to do it every single day. Every it single day. Ah, so oh, very good. Beautiful. Oh, right, correct. Beautiful there. Okay, so the reason we do this every day and the reason we're going to as long as Hashem gives us the opportunity to do this every day is to Chazer over, as the Masil Sharm says, we're not here to say major chidushim, right? We're not here to say anything that nobody, that people don't know. We all know the truth of life. We all know what life is about. We all know what we want life to be about. It's about chazering over. It's about doing it over and over and over and over and over again until you get better and better and better and better at it. And you're going to have your falls. You're going to have your challenges. You're going to have your failures. You're going to have your negative thoughts. You're going to have that. But it's okay. That's okay. You'll come back and you'll strengthen yourself every day and you'll strengthen yourself. And even if you miss a day, so you come back the next day. 
It's okay. That's that's what life that's what life is about. That's why they say the Shira in Az Yashir. If you look at Az Yashir, Az Yashir has um, spaces in between the entire Az Yashir. So they say it's called the Riach Al Gabi Levena. And Az Yashir has a lot of when you're singing the song of life. When you're singing the song of life, the song of life. Anybody who knows any who's uh, who, who knows about music over here? Any? Oh, you know, you know, you're musical, right? What what is would a song would would a song be a good song if it was just straight? Or a strong song needs what? It needs a high and a low and a high and a low. What's up, shot? That's the song of life. The song of life is if you want to sing a song. Otherwise, otherwise it's dull. If you want your life to be dull, then you're not going to have any ups and downs. You're not going to have days that are difficult days. Then you're not going to have days that are high days, right? Everybody wants to stay on a high. Everybody wants to say, "Let me push a button." I learned Masil Yisharim. I learned Hilchas Chavetz Chaim. I learned all this. Great. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. That's called death. That's called flatline. That's called death. Death is, and that's what the world, unfortunately, the world. Yes, the world is crazy and crazier, and it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. That's why people love to numb themselves. That's why the world wants everybody to say, you have anxiety, numb yourself. You have a problem, you have a problem, numb yourself. Why? Because the world wants everyone to be, right, buy my product so that you won't have any struggles, you won't have any challenges. That's assuming that struggles and challenges and anxiety is bad. That's assuming that it's bad. But once a person realizes that it's actually the best thing for me, it's actually the best thing for me, my anxiety. My problems are the best thing for me. Right? To the point where Shia even asked the question. Shia asked the question yesterday, and it was a great question. He's like, wait, so does that mean uh, it's better for me to date a girl with a lot of problems? You know what? I'm rethinking that. Right? It could be actually, yeah, someone who's had a lot of problems, and a guy who's been through a lot, and a guy who's been through a lot. Think about yourself. Think about yourself. If you've been through a lot, and you've worked through a lot, You've had a lot of problems, and you have things, but you're working for it. You know how great you're going to be? As opposed to somebody who just, no, no offense to anybody, I mean, I don't think I'm talking to anybody here, but anyone who went to first grade all the way, everything was perfect through, right, through this, and college, right, not, right, through college, wrong yeshiva, right, college, and everything perfect, and everything, you never had any problem in class, you're a straight-A student, how boring, how boring, right? <laughs> Rabbi Tzvi, it was boring. It was boring that everything was so easy for you. Right? That's good. That's a good one, right? <laughs> but what's the pshat? The pshat is, is that when a person understands that life, when a person understands that life is the struggle, when a person embraces the challenge, and a person realizes the fact that I'm so negative, and the fact that I hate the guy next to me, or I hate the guy like this, or I hate this type of Jew, or I hate... That is where you begin to understand yourself. That's when you begin to understand, why do I hate that person so much? Why does this thing bother me so much? Why is this situation, why is it so hard when I open up a Gemara? It's so hard for me to learn sometimes when I open up a Gemara. Why do I have an a, a, uh, allergic reaction when I open up a Gemara, when I open up different things, when I speak to a, a Rebbe, I speak to someone with a beard, or I look at this group of Jews, I get a certain, certain feeling. Why? Why? That is only there to help us grow and to help us be a better person. That's, that's, that's greatness. That's greatness. It's, it's, it's an oilam hafuch, it's opposite. So what we have to do every day, and this is why we're here every day, and this is why we do what we do over here, is we <coughs> remind ourselves of the truth. We remind ourselves of the truth. Because the world that, 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 that is outside of this yeshiva, the world that's outside of Torah and, and what we're learning over here, teaches you something totally different. It teaches you that everything's got to be perfect, right? that you have to be... That you have to, and unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not saying this in a negative way. I hope it's not negative. I hope it's not lush and hard. What I'm saying, I don't think it is. I'm saying, even within the from world, it's a little bit like that. That you have to be a status of something, and you have to have an image to be something, and you want your kids to go to this school, and you can't have your kids struggle. Everyone's got to be perfect. Everyone's got to fit like that. That's not. That's not. That's not the way it is. 
That's not what, what life is. That's not what Judaism is. It's all about every day reminding ourselves that we want to love. It's not a luxury to love another <coughs> Jew. Loving other Jews is really what life is about. Loving your fellow Jew is what it's all about. And we have to put that in our generation. We have to come together and strengthen ourselves every day. Every day has to be a day of, of chazering over, repeating over how we can love. And it's always hardest to love a Jew who's not like you. It's very easy to love someone who's like you. When you love your friend and you love someone, right? When you fall in love, what's the date's Right? When you fall in love for all those married guys or guys who have fallen in love, but for sure they're married. What, 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 what was great about your relationship with your wife when you dated her for the first week? Oh, we agree on the same color. We agree on this. You're agreeing with everything. You agree, you agree, you agree, you agree, you agree. Okay. Now fast forward however it is, right? Without getting into anyone's personal life. I'll talk about my own personal life, right? I don't remember so much. My dating was a long time ago. But what happens? After you get over that, right, it's what you disagree on. And you love each other and you learn to love and accept each other. That's what relationships are. People have trouble building relationships. People have trouble building relationships because they just want it all to be just simple and leave me alone, let me live my life. Right? I was speaking to someone the other day about getting married. And he's telling me, right, he's afraid to get, he doesn't want to, not, not so into marriage. Why? Because I, 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 why rock the boat? Why should I rock the boat? When you develop a relationship with someone, you have to rock the boat a little bit. What does that mean? You have to get uncomfortable. When you develop a relationship with yourself, with yourself, it gets uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable, if you don't have anxiety, thank you so much. If you don't have anxiety, I made a bracha before. If you don't have anxiety, People think anxiety is a bad thing. People think having, getting nervous about things is a bad thing. It's the best thing in the world, right? What's that quote? If you're, if you're not anxious, then your goals are not big enough. If you're not getting, when you get in there, if your dreams don't scare you, then you're not dreaming big enough. Thank you, Shia. Thank you, Shia. Okay, who had their, someone had their hand? Morty, you had your hand up? Somebody had their hand up. So, so that's what I was saying. Building a relationship with yourself. That's why people are afraid to build relationships with themselves. Is because why? Because it's uncomfortable. But Adaraba, that's how you learn. That's how you learn yourself. That's how you understand yourself. You're waiting for it not to be uncomfortable. No! Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Explore. Explore areas. And when you're okay with being uncomfortable with things, then... I don't want to say you become comfortable with being uncomfortable because I don't like that. I don't like saying you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You've heard that from me. I like saying you got to you could be okay with being uncomfortable. Why? Because being comfortable with being uncomfortable is like a oxymoron a little bit because you're because you're waiting to be comfortable as opposed to being uncomfortable. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Yes. Correct. The quote goes, thank you, Rabbi Tzvi, yes. The quote goes that ships are safer at shore. But that's not what the ships are meant to do. Ships are meant to sail. They, they might be safer over there, but that, they're meant I to like sail. My yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it too, Rabbi Tzvi. Obvious, good you're here. You bring out your brother. It's not, uh, Good, see. He usually, Rabbi Tzvi, he never said one thing till you came. Suddenly, all right, beautiful. All right, we didn't even learn. I love it. No question, comments. Come, let's let's be machazik. Let's strengthen each other, guys. We got to strengthen the world. The world out. Oh, Dovi, you had your hand up. Yes, Dovi. Yeah, with that smile, that million dollar smile. Yeah, let's there. Right. Correct. It's very fake, very very fake, and and because um, actually Yehuda Semi, I have to look into it because uh, Yehuda Mattel is in is uh, you know going through some psychology courses. He's he's learning about people so he could help 
more people, and he's sending me, yeah, right. And he's telling me new things that I'm excited to hear what they're talking about, but the new generation, but one of the things that the new generation um, has to deal with is social media and the fakeness of the world. There's a fakeness. There's like a, um, there's a um, narcissism, which is very, um, I mean, I don't know much about it yet, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll speak to Yehuda when he comes back to tell me what he learned about these things. But the point is that I see it very clearly. We all see it, is that the world has changed where a person is not allowed to struggle. And a person is not allowed to have challenges. And he has to have this image to everybody that everything is just great. And that he has to have on his, on his again, I don't know, social media. You guys know social media better than I do. I, I, I'm not from that world. I never had social media. I don't even know what that means. But it seems like there's something about covering up. There's something about an image. Is that the way it works? There's an image. You're, you're, only see the good, right. Only show the good, right. You only show the good. You only show that everything, yes, Shema. Before I'm blocking up my good, which I believe is so that you think that I have the good that I think you think that I should have, but you're busy with your own thing either way. <laughs> say that again. That yeah. Sense. Yeah, yeah, say it. It definitely made sense. If you said it may or made sense, just you got to slow it. You got to keep us in the, yeah. <laughs> what I was saying is that I'm not even showing you my, my good. I don't feel like who I am is good enough. So I'm putting on an image of what I think you think good is. So that oh. now you think I'm good enough. Beautiful. And then I added, but, but you're doing that also either way. Right, right, correct, correct. Correct, it's the Menachem Goldberger line of, right, the dog, like I said, the dog chasing his own tail. Don't be a dog chasing his own tail. So Menachem Goldberger says, yeah, but at least the dog is chasing his own tail. You're chasing someone else's tail. That's, the, that's, that's, that's greatness. And why do we do that? That's Mamish Lashonara. That's Lashonara. Lashonara is, Lashonara is exactly, Lashonara is, I feel terrible about myself. I feel terrible about myself. So the way for me to feel good is to put somebody else down. I feel terrible about myself, so the way for me to feel good is by putting other people down as opposed to working myself and building myself up and learning to understand myself, learning to love myself, whatever that means, learning to love yourself. People say, how do I learn? I don't know. You got to take time to learn to love yourself. Go on some dates with yourself. Huh? Correct. Right. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. I, I, I spoke this the other day with somebody. If your language, if your love language is, is words of affirmation, which a lot of people have that as their dominant love language, is words of affirmation. So your self-talk, your self-talk. If you're all negative to yourself all the time and your love language is words of affirmation, then you're going to be beating, your, you're going to hate yourself because you're in your own head telling yourself these terrible things about yourself. But if your love language is words of affirmation and you start feeding yourself beautiful things about yourself, that's loving yourself. So if it's gifts, you should buy yourself gifts? Yes. If it's gifts, very good. If it's gifts, so then a person goes out and he goes ahead and he gets himself, he buys himself, you know, an ice cream. He goes ahead and he buys himself a new... What? One you yeah, good, but I'm saying, but you'll read about that. Sure, sure, of course. You're taking care of yourself. You're, 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 you're taking care of yourself. Or find someone who understands your love language and will give you that as well, correct? 100%. A gift, right. Correct, correct, exactly. It doesn't have to be fit. It could be you're giving yourself a vacation. You're giving yourself uh, an hour to listen to music, to walk around. It, it depends, right? Depends uh, how the point. The point is that's another way of a person loving himself. Yes. You do too much of what? Of giving yourself. You can never so good, Shirley. First of all, I gotta give Shirley. I love Shirley. Shirley is, is every day, every day, unbelievable, Shirley. So, so Shirley's asking a question, right? You could give. You can never love yourself. God willing, you'll see with your children. You can never love your children. Or let me start with your spouse. You can never love your wife too much. You can never love someone you love 
too much. So with yourself, I'm not sure what you're saying, that you're going to over give yourself too much love. What you're probably referring to is not necessarily love. Well, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're referring like, to. You're saying by yourself like little things, like you just go and you go crazy, like you do it every single day. If you love, but if you love yourself and you feel great about yourself, feel amazing about yourself, I'm not sure what you're. You'll just feel better and better and better, right? I'm not sure what specifically you're referring to, but if it's true love, if it's true love, I'm not sure what you're. What? what yeah, you could. You could. No, we could talk it out, I'm saying, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. If, it's, if you're doing it properly, if you're loving yourself properly, you can't love yourself too much. It's like your spouse. Can anyone say, um, I'm showing too much love to my wife? Crazy. No way. Show more love. You think you're loving your wife that much? Love her more and more and more. Your children? The best thing, I'm going to say this again, the best thing you could do for your children is, let's see if you guys know this new, what? Correct. The best thing you could do for your children is be a good husband and love your wife. That's the best thing you could do for your children. The best thing you could do for your children. What? Yeah, well, you have to love yourself if you had to love others because you can't give what you don't have. If you don't have love, then you can't give love, right? You can't give it if you don't have it. Yes. What do you mean? Like you told Arab Simpson that his kids said, like the best way to be a father is to be the best one you can be. Right. Right. It's true. Correct. 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 See, everyone thinks. See, everyone doesn't. People don't realize. You know, Shlomo Zalman. Shlomo Zalman's a guy, right? Shlomo Zalman Arbach. Right? Sam Sam's is just a is just a, a uh, social media thing, exactly. Right? Shlomo Zalman. Shlomo Zalman is a person. You gotta get to know Shlomo Zalman. Shlomo Zalman is a person, Amish, who who works on himself like he was a commander in the army that was also a drop in the bucket. He's a, he's still in the army. He's he's a person who works on himself like like crazy, like crazy. God bless you, Shlomo Zalman. Okay, let's learn some halachas over here. Oh, this is geschmack. This is great. This is how we want our life to be. We want our life to consist of 24 minutes so far of talking about how to change, talking about how to grow, talking about how to love each other more, talk about, talking about how to be great husbands. Start thinking about how to be a great husband now. You don't have to wait till you're, uh, till, you're, till you're married. You start learning how to be a good husband now by learning how to love yourself more, learning how to be more sensitive to other people, learning how to build yourself up more. That's, that, that's where it begins. That's where it all begins. Taking care of yourself. Learning to take care of yourself. Okay, says the, says the Chavetz Chaim. Yeah, Dovi, want to get, get or Rabbi Tzvi, want to help us out of here? Okay, repeating a statement that can be interpreted in both a positive or negative way, may fall under the category of avak rechilas. Here we go. Mrs. Freed, your mother's neighbor, tells you, you know, your mother is always cooking. So now, is that a positive statement or a negative statement? So this statement can be interpreted both ways. Your mother is very food-minded. However, the statement can also be a positive statement. Your mother is always cooking for people, for guests who need, and she's always providing. So are you permitted to say that statement to your mother, that your Mrs. Freed said that you're always cooking, since it could be... Depending what she's doing it for. Follow up with a compliment. She knows what she's doing it for. Okay, but so, so what? But still. So he says like this. If it is repeated in a way that shows that Mrs. Freed meant it as a compliment, then you're allowed to repeat it. However, if it is repeated in a way that shows it was meant as an insult, then you're not allowed to repeat it. Okay, a note of caution. And this mayor is what you're saying, maybe. A note of caution. If your mother is super sensitive or she already bears ill feelings against 
Mrs. Freed, then it would be different. The halacha would be different. In such a case, even though you repeat it in a way that shows that it was meant to be a compliment, you're not allowed to do it. Why? Because your mother automatically, since it's coming from Mrs. Freed, and she already doesn't like Mrs. Freed, so anything that you're going to repeat in the name of Mrs. Freed, she'll already automatically interpret it as an insult, and therefore you're not allowed to say that. Question, comments? Yes? Right. But not if she knows that Mrs. Free doesn't like her. So but she'll say like, right, right. You're saying I got you. Saying you're saying if she's okay with herself and she knows she's cooking for great reasons, she'll take that as a compliment, right? So that's what he says. Correct. If 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 it's said in a way and you know that it's going to interpreted be interpreted by your mother as a positive way, then it's fine. The question is if you're not sure. You're right. Something that you're sure about, then ain't a chanami. That would be fine. No, it's no because you don't want to take the chance that maybe by saying it, it'll be interpreted that it was a negative thing. Yeah, correct. Good. In that case, you would be right. Correct. We're talking about a case where she's, let's say, not sure that she's doing it. Maybe she's self-conscious. Maybe she feels like, oh, I, I'm right. I, maybe I do cook too much. So she's going to feel a little bit self-conscious. But you're right. It's hard, not, it's hard to find the person who's totally, totally confident, 100% confident with everything that they're doing. That's a very high level. Very high level. Okay, yeah. Any question, comments on this? Yeah? Question, comments? We good? Yes, morning. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah, beautiful. 100%. Yeah, Hashem should help us all today and every day that we don't speak any Lashon Hara, we don't see any negative things in other people. It starts with ourselves that Hashem should help us. Now, obviously, if you see negativity in somebody else or you see negativity in yourself, my humble advice is not to be negative about being negative. And what you do is you could say to yourself, it's okay that I have these negative thoughts. It's okay that I see negative in somebody else. That's a very normal thing. It's a very normal thing to have negativity in yourself and to see negativity in someone else. The second that a person accepts that, then a person is able to now become positive. Yes. Okay, Hashem, yes, Shaya. Please. Um, I had a question. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of questions on uh, this, this, if you see negative in someone else. Yes. And you. Yes. And I remember asking you, like, uh, like, what about, like, like, let's say there's a, like a doctor who's like, medically trained to see Psychiatrist, right. Or let's say even, like, let's say, like, let's say someone else. Let's say, like, any type of doctor, like, you study to see an issue. So how does it mean you have yourself? Can I get more clear here? Like, yeah. I, so, so honestly, there's something called... There's something called in psychology, right? I, I, I don't want to go get into it so much now. I could talk to you about it. There's something called in psychology, we've spoken about this before, transference and counter-transference. Transference and counter-transference, which means a psychologist who himself has issues, so he can have counter-transference for his client. Transference is where the client, the guy speaking to the therapist, is looking at his therapist as something. That's called transference. I'm transferring my psychologist into being my father or my brother or my something. That's called whenever you talk to somebody, right? Somebody who's had trauma in their life with a female. Let's say someone had trauma in their life with their mother. So females or other females or with his sister. So other females in his life, or in her life, will be transferred from his bad relationship. Make sense so far? That's called transference. You with me? Counter-transference is where the therapist himself has had issues with people, and therefore he's transferring his thoughts about what he's doing to the person that he's speaking to, which is very, very dangerous. So if he, let's say, had a very terrible divorce, or his parents had a terrible divorce, or he had a difficult problem with his mother, 
and the guy here is presenting. Oh, and the guy here, Sean, welcome back. Right, and the guy who he's speaking to is having a problem with his mother or with his. He's going to react a certain way. So I don't want to get into it, so there, but it, but but it works. It's true. So yes, if a person is trained in a certain way, it's going. To, it's very dangerous for a person like that. It's very dangerous if somebody is going to see. He's going to see what's in himself. Yes, very dangerous. That's why you need a therapist and a psychologist or a psychiatrist who is very, very in tune to himself and knows himself so well that he's not transferring his problems and fixing your problems based on what he feels he has to fix. Correct. He's human. Okay? Does that make sense? Why not? So it is. So the answer is yes, it will. It will affect how he looks at it. 100%. Will affect. And if he's trained properly... He's not going to be trained in that way to see the negative. He's not going to see the negative. I'm saying if a dude who has a gross arm out of like his like chest, like, and I see that, does it mean that I have that in me? Yes, yes, yes. If you could see that, Shia, yes, and that, yes, yes. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Bothers you? It's a problem. If you're able to see, I don't like that example. I don't like that example because I don't know what you're talking. Who? No one's grown a. No one's grown a third arm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I don't know what you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. So we'll talk about it privately. It's not, I'm saying it's not, it's not. I'm not sure what you're referring to. It's a. It's an extreme case. No, cases are whatever you see is inside of you. Push it. Push it. Shot. One plus one is two. I have no suffix in my mind. One plus one equals two. Everyone in the whole world could argue one plus one is three. Correct. A guy is able, has the ability to see things, because Hashem gave him intuition with people, that doesn't mean he looks at them negative. If he looks at them negative, he should check himself. But a therapist... The only person, the only... Yes? I'm saying the same thing. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Like Remy said, if you're going to put your issues on him because you have daddy issues, that's a problem. Correct. But if you're able to see what this guy's going through, correct, and you're not looking at it negative, correct, and that's awesome. That's That's the way. That is the way it is. Correct. Or, or you have to work on it. Or you have to work on that. You have to work on that. Like we said, you have to work on seeing positive. Person has to work on every day of his life. You don't think when you're married, twenty years, thirty years. You have the best relationship in the world. There aren't going to be things that come up that you're going to have to remind yourself to see the positive. To remind you, you always have to be reminding yourself. The derech of the tzaddikim. I said it the other night. The other night, the Shari Tshuva says the derech of the tzaddikim are always looking to find the good. The Rishayim are always looking to find the negative. The Yitzhahara is always looking to find the negative. That's the Yitzhahara in you. The Yitzhahara in you is that negative part of you that sees negative, that feels negative. That, that's the Yitz Sahara. Otherwise, there's so much positivity, there's so much love, there's so much to be grateful for. Yes? Um, I'm not exactly sure where we've come from, but yesterday we brought up a point where Ataivas are actually like low-key good for us. Right. So when we understand that, which is a form of keeping the main thing the main thing, right. then it's twofold. You know, it's back to that one plus one. That means if I see someone negatively, and forget about the fact that I looked at them negatively, but that negative attribute, right? Being the fact that once we understood that, and I'm not talking about the doctor necessarily, right, right. people in this room, right. the way we would, and if someone did become a doctor from here, maybe, but when you look at that and you say, oh, this person also has problems, then it's also got to be looking good for them too. Exactly. Which gives you a different response. Exactly. Come to, and that's, that's what we were saying yesterday about... Not as, not as, how, why, how, why is it for me, but how is it for me? So beautiful. Dovi, gorgeous, gorgeous. Dovi, I want to say, what Dovi just said, Dovi, that's the key. What Dovi just said is the key. Rabbi Tzvi, you missed your Talmud over here. You missed Dovi over here. Dovi just said it. No, but it's so true. When you learn, guys, this is so important what Dovi's saying. When you learn to realize that your problems and your challenges and your tivus, whatever it might be, are gifts, then when you see something in somebody else, it's just gifts. So all you're seeing is beauty all around. That's exactly the point. But when I look at, no, but it's true, but when I look at my problems as the biggest problem, then when I see somebody else 
that somebody else has a problem. I'm like, what a loser. You know why you say what a loser? Because you think that you're a loser. You think you're a loser. Because if somebody has a problem, so what's wrong if somebody is a little bit, has an, gets angry? You look at your roommate. You look at your roommate who, who, who let's say, is, is stingy. Okay, so what? Big deal. So he's got to work on that. And I, got, and, I got a, and I have my stuff. So he might be stingy. I might be looking at him that he's stingy. Like I always say, like I always say, when you look at other people, what? If you see the stingy, you're stingy. Exactly. If you see the stingy, you're stingy too. Right? But what's the shot? Right? I always say, oh, people say, oh, those, that group of Jews, those guys are all, um, they judge me. When I walk into, uh, you know, that neighborhood, I feel that they're judging me. That's a judgmental statement. You just judge them. You just judge them. You walk into a shul and you say, everyone's judging me. You just judge the whole entire shul. Oh, but it's true. Yeah, but it's true. It's true that you judge them too. That's the way it works. Beautiful, Dovi. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. Okay, I want to start with Ms. Yilsi We just have a few minutes over here just to go through the four ways for a person to acquire humility. <coughs> We spoke about um, the first way we've been speaking about ha'echad. We said da me'ayin basa mitipas rucha ulana taholech lemakom afar rima v'toleya v'lefnei miata asli teindim v'cheshven the mishnah pirkeavos paragimel mishnah aleph that the more a person thinks about his mortality and the more a person realizes that he is going to die one day and the more a person realizes that. Life does not last forever, and a person is here for a mission. The more a person realizes that, the more a person becomes humble. When a person thinks he's going to live forever, and a person thinks that he, he'll never die, right? Most, most people, Rishayim, right? They don't think of this world. They think that they're going to live forever. The Tzaddik, Yodeya, he knows. The Tzaddik is very clear, and he's aware very clearly the fact that life moves on with, with or without you. Life is something that is very fragile, and the more a person realizes that life is fragile, then a person is very careful in how he lives his life, and a person becomes more humble, because he realizes that the truth is, at the end of the day, right, it's not about me, it's about something much bigger than me. That's number one. The second thing the Ramchal says, which is similar to death, is the fact that time dies. What does that mean? Which means this year in yeshiva will be dead one day. This day will die. What does that mean? This day won't exist ever, ever, ever again. And when a person realizes, says the Ramchal, Hasheni is chiluv told us asman v'rov t'murusayim. The rich man in a second can become a poor man. The guy who's up can become Hamagbiya Shvalim, right? Right? Magbiya Shvalim. And he is uh, right, he is uh um Gayim. Hashem can make you rich, Hashem can make you poor. Hashem can mess a person up in one second. In one second, right? Like we said yesterday, Hashem Yirachim. I was thinking about this child, ten year old child, walking, having a regular night down the block from here, is killed by a bus. Done. In one second, the parents' whole life, Hashem Yirachim, Hashem should give them a nechama, Rachman al-Atzlan, lo aleinu, should never happen to anybody, anyone, the Jewish people, a pain, an eternal pain, God, I shouldn't say eternal, but it, uh, a pain that, that a person can't imagine of the loss of a child. In one second, in one second, a person's whole life is turned upside down. In one second, a person gets into a car accident. In one second, a person doesn't feel well, and he goes to the doctor, and the doctor says, we're a little bit worried about you. In one second, a person's parent, a person's spouse, God forbid, God forbid, Hashem Yerachem. But that keeps a person humble. So there's death that exists for all of us. And number two is, there's death of, of, of this year. It means my first year in yeshiva, my second year in yeshiva, my third year in yeshiva, whatever it is, it's going to leave. It'll never be here ever, ever, ever again. And when a person realizes that, he says, How much could it be that all the people who you hated, 
And all the people who you didn't want to have anything to do with, suddenly you need them to say Tehillim for you. Suddenly the guy who you couldn't look at, suddenly you need, you need something from him. When a person looks at that perspective, says Ramchal, what does he see? He says, We see this yom, yom We see this every day. We see things happen every day in our lives that can change us. Suddenly a person, this happens to this person. This happens to that person. He says, you see it. You see it happen. <clears throat> so that's number two. So number one is the macro of death. Macro death. That we're all going to die. Once a person thinks about that once a day, twice a day, at least when, before you go to sleep, say, okay, one day I'm going to be dead. So okay, how do, I, how do I want to live my life? Number two, not only one day am I going to be dead. This day is going to be dead. This day, they say that every day is a microcosm of your life. You wake up in the morning, that's the beginning. You're born. That's why you say, you wake up in the morning. Okay, I have a new life. Then you go to sleep, what happens? Your neshama goes up to Shemaim. There's a, it's a mini death. That's what it's called. Every day you live and every day you die, which is really what a person's life is. A person's life is a bunch of days. That is your life. People don't think, oh, my life is, oh, I was born this day, and I died that day. No, and all the days in between. So how you live, that's why I always say, when are you living your life? You're living your life right this moment is your life. Every day is a microcosm. That's why the tzaddikim are above by yamim. They look at it and they say, okay, today I have it. That's why I always say, oh, smash your rearview mirrors. Today is, why do I say that? Because this is it. This is it. Your life is right now. You, first of all, a person doesn't know what happens tomorrow. You don't know when you're going to die. Because I have no idea when he's going to die. Especially as you get older and older. But even young people, they have no idea what's going to happen to them. So when you live today and you say, whoa, this is the day that I want to live. And you keep on living like that. And every day you start new, you start fresh. That's how a person, that's the second way for a person to be humble. Yes, Ellie. So I remember that it's someone's to think about Where does it say that? Okay, show it. Show it to me. I, I could show it to you. But I think we've heard the concept before. Yeah, well, thinking of so so so. I, I don't know about healthy, not healthy. I can tell you one thing: a person who really is in touch with death, for real, will live. Right? If God forbid somebody was told that they have a week to live, is he going to sleep sleep all day in bed? No. Not <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. So the more a person is in tuned to his the fact that he's going to die the more busy he's going to be, not less busy. He's not going to be depressed. He might be, obviously, whatever it is, but whole, 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 I got a lot to do. person has a year to live, two years to live, five years to live. He's going to take advantage. He's not going to be, yeah, he might have to process the fact that he's going to die, but I don't know, doesn't say, I don't think a person's... Okay, so you'll show it to me. Show it to me, and we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to... What I'm saying in Svara, it's not... It says, If a person really, truly lives with the concept that today could be my last day of my life, he's going to live it to the max. So it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think a depressed person is thinking about uh, death. I think if you were thinking about death, he'd be, he'd be alive. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, good. I'd like to see it. Good. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not telling somebody who's, who has obsession with that he's dying. That might be what you're referring to, but I'm saying to know that life is, is, is that today will die. Today will die, right? It's already 10, we've said this many times. Nine o'clock is further away from a million years from now. Nine o'clock this morning is further away than a million years from now. Why? Because it's dead. It's dead, it's done. Yesterday is dead doesn't exist anymore. The only thing that exists is right now and hopefully my future. I don't know what my future, I don't know what tomorrow brings. How does a person know what, what his future is? I know that I have today. I know that I have this moment. So I want to take advantage of this moment. I don't know what, what's going to be in the future. And yesterday's dead. Okay? So that's the second thing that brings a person to another. Yeah, you had something, Shema? If someone was an owner, they wouldn't bother you. 
meet so hard to get them to the press. Right, the exactly. Press. Correct. 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 Okay, we'll see what he's what he what he's referring to. Yes. So why work when Rabbi says that we have a life ahead of us and we should think about getting married and all that stuff? Why are, we working, why are we working towards things that we don't even know is going to happen? Correct. I mean, correct, 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 correct. Hundred percent. I agree with you. In those moments, you could spend time preparing for your future. But the best way, and we said this, I think, a couple weeks ago in Sheer, the best way to prepare for your future is to act great now, and to have greatness now. You know why? Because that greatness, you'll become successful in the now and the more successful you're in the now the more you're building yourself up to be more successful more successful so a hundred percent if a person is totally focused like that for real everything will work out for him a hundred percent a hundred percent who uh, yes how he was saying about getting depressed yes um, at the grandmother used to say that <coughs> are two sides of the same coin at the same course it gives us light and we see that to be good and the same one that gives us death. So there's no reason to think that death is going to be bad. It's the same as something that comes right. together. It's a right. package deal. Right. Correct. Yeah. The only way, the only that's true. The only way we appreciate life is because there's death. If we had no death, so who cares about anything? We would do anything. Yeah. The reason that's why the people who do everything and do anything is because they're not focused on death. They think they think they're going to live forever. When a person realizes that, whoa. This year is going to be, right? If this was the last day of yeshiva, this is a week, right? You'd get nervous to think of that, to think like that. Okay, yeshiva's over. You'd be like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't get a chance to do what I want to do. Well, guess what? Guess what? Today is going to be over. It's going to be over today. It will be over. So it's the same thing. It's all a microcosm of, of how a person looks, looks at his life. When a person really is mechabab and he loves, and as you guys will see, as you get older and older, Things move quicker and quicker. This year, I don't know if anyone will uh, uh, relate, but I mean, I think because last year we had, an, we had an extra Adar. I mean, we're not even the Adar yet. But this year already, we said there are 34, 35 days left till Pesach. This year is already, once you post Hanukkah, it's already moving. It's already, go, it's already like, till it's in your hands and then it's out of your hands. But that's life. Yes. Uh, I don't remember where I saw this, but like a little kid, let's say a five-year-old kid, each year is long. Correct. It's like 25% of his life. Correct. He's only five years old. Well, once, <laughs> as you get older, the percentage just gets smaller and smaller. Right. Each year just flies. Right. So, I, so, so on, that, on that comment, yeah. Could it be that maybe a child who lives in the moment Oh, I, that's what I was just going to say. His year is like not even a year. It's a million years. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. That's exactly what I was going to say. You kid, yeah, very good. Yeah, beautiful. Right. Shkoyach Ali and Shimon, I want to say something. When you, God willing, you'll see us with your little kids. You tell your kid an hour. We're going in an hour. I'll be like, oh my gosh, so long? And you're like, an hour is so long? An hour is not so long? Why? What's the shot? Because when every moment to you is so, right? When everyone, when you're bored, when you're bored, so it's like, oh gosh, an hour, I got another hour of boredom. I have another hour of depression. I have another hour of nothingness. But you tell a kid, you got another, you got one hour, right? He's got the whole, I, got, I can do so much because there's so much to do. And I can tell you this, I can tell you this on a personal level. I'm not giving myself credit. I'm just sharing to you. When you're somebody who, uh, let me say it differently. If, you, if, you're, if you're working hard and you're doing a lot of things, it's the same exact way. Things move so fast. And you'll try and grab, you'll grab an hour. You would love to have another hour. You would love to have a double day. When you're not doing anything, and you're not focused, that's why it, it fits with the humble person. Because the humble person is grinding. The humble person, right? The humble person... The humble person. I don't know if you guys know this, this guy over there, Yoni Cohn. I don't know if you guys know this guy. Right? Right? Doesn't say much. Doesn't say much, but does a lot. Humble. Humble. Somebody who takes advantage of his day. Somebody who takes advantage. To take advantage of your day that you wish you had more hours in your day. If you wish you had less hours in your day and you're counting down the hours then you have to question yourself big time. Yes, Yehuda. I just want to 
say that Ruby mentioned a couple of days ago about that, that kids are in reality, mm -hmm. the ultimate reality, mm -hmm. the reality mm -hmm. is, like now the reality is that an hour is a crazy amount of time. Correct, correct, correct. As a thank you, Yehuda, the, the Gra said, Shkoyach Yehuda, right, the Gra, the Gra said when he was dying, the Vilna Goyen said when he was dying, he grabbed his tzitzis and he was crying. And he says, what I could do in this world, what I could do in this world for $5, for $10, what I could be Kona, like Yehuda saying, person learning one word of Torah, person saying one Amani Ishmi Rabbah, person learning Torah for a minute, person doing one mitzvah is so powerful. That's what it is. We actually just had in uh, the Vasikin, right, it says in the Gemara, yesterday's daf, or two days, what, what, who's doing daf Yomi here? Oh, more are you doing? Vasikin, when was that? Yesterday? Two days ago. Two days ago. So what does it say? Vasikim Rashi says, Anoshim anovim umechabibim es mitzvah. What is a humble person? A humble person is somebody who is working hard and he loves doing things. That's the humble person. Why? Because he's thinking about the fact that things will end. Things will end. First Seder will be over. And you'll never have a Tuesday, uh, January 14th, 2020, I mean, to think in my mind that it's 2020, I remember, I remember, this is uh, probably before some of you are born, right? There was something called 2K, you guys, is that what it was called? 2000? Why 2K? I remember it was Friday night, you can look on the calendar, I think it was Friday night, when it became um, the, the year 2000. And I remember it, I was actually in Philadelphia, my brother was living in Philadelphia, doing his residency, my, one of my, both my brothers are doctors, but this one was a doctor in, in a Temple, I think Temple University, or he was living in Philadelphia at the time, and we were at his house for Shabbos, and I remember, like I remember right now, going to sleep, and I remember it being 12 o'clock on the clock, and we were all waiting for like some big, uh, you know, uh, something to happen. And in the year 2000, nothing ended up happening, of course, like always, fake news. But what's the shot? The shot is, we're 20 years, we're 20 years later, like this, I can remember. 20 years before some of you guys were born. 20 years. 20 years. Like that. To think now that it's 2020. Just like you guys, that's, that's life. That's the humility of life. Shem should help us all smash our rearview mirrors. Shem should help each and every one of us to take advantage of the now Take advantage of what we have right in front of us because ultimately that's all we have. And through that will be Zoha, each and every one of us, to, to learn and to love today because this is all we have. This is all we have, as Binyamin said, Binyamin Berkowitz said. Right? Today is not only the, the first day of the rest of your life, it's really the only day that a person has for the rest of his life. And tomorrow, God willing, he'll have that as his only day. When you look at it and you live life like that, you live a different life. You live like a humble person. Let us all be zochotet. Have a wonderful first day of the rest of your life. Shkoch, everybody. Yes. You actually have a person who's actually negative. And, like, people come to the house coming.